My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You guys, I am so super excited for today's episode of the Badass Business Podcast. I am really in this space lately of just feeling super called to connect with more like-minded women. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but entrepreneurship can be kind of lonely sometimes. Like we're in this space of sitting at our computers and and working all day by ourselves. And yes, we do have coaching calls and the opportunity to interact with people, but it gets kind of lonely not gonna lie. So um, yeah, just really in this space lately of looking at the Badass Business episodes and saying for this podcast, you know, maybe I don't want to be doing these episodes alone. Someone come play with me. So (laughs) guys, I feel like that little kid who has no friends. (laughs) Just come play. But really, I did made this decision that I was going to have more guests showing up on the Badass Business Podcast. And this was a beautiful, beautiful episode that just really honored that decision within myself. Um, Samantha Parker is the co-founder of Badassery Magazine. And she is the most down-to-earth human being on the planet. And one of the things we talked about on this episode was the sense of community and tribe and really recognizing that you don't build an empire by yourself. It takes a village, right? So in this episode, we cover all of those things around building an empire in a group. We talk about healthy group community on Facebook and how to encourage a culture of support and tribe and unity, right? Uh, And we also talk about other things too, like how to shelf the judgment within yourself around making decisions when you're taking scary leaps and and also how to shelf the judgment around other women and, and really showing up in that space of being open and ready to receive abundance and to let others around you receive it as well. So this is really a beautiful episode. I'm so excited to share it with you. I hope you have fun. I hope you enjoy it. And I truly hope above all else that you go and check out Badassery Magazine. I myself am going to dive into a copy of it today. So super pumped. Enjoy this episode. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Eliz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Yeah. Okay. So let's do it. Like, let's have, when you say, uh, 
let's have this conversation about women judging other women. I'm like, oh my God, let's sit and talk for six hours because Mm -hmm. this is so fucking strong. It's everywhere. Um, Yeah. So we're so excited to have you on the podcast, Samantha. This is going to be amazing. Uh, I'll record an intro, obviously, which people will hear before this, but I want to know from you, like if our audience doesn't know you, tell me about yourself. This is the average intro question, right? (laughs) Do you want me just to dive into it? Like, yeah, let's dive in. Let's go. Lay it on me, girl. Um, I was like, so my name is Samantha Parker. I'm the co-founder of Badassery Magazine. Really the big thing that like we focus on at Badassery is that like we all rise together. So we always say we are Badassery. So um, Badassery Magazine though was really started as a place for other people to share their business and what they were working on. And I was really tired of like the limiting um, just mindset that kind of goes around in this, you know, this online world of like, no, you can't promote your businesses here. And so I'd kind of gotten fed up with like the whole, like, you know, like you can't do that here, but you know, they were going to teach like, you. Did, how to did you read our pinned post and the guidelines? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to share here. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the time though, like a couple years ago when I dived in online, the big thing was, and you probably remember this, I've been online for like three years was that you were supposed to pitch to other bloggers and it's an original article and like that. And the only way you were ever going to get talked about was if this magical blogger talked about you. Yes. This is what went on in my head one day. I was in my bathroom. You'll have no friends unless someone (laughs) likes you first. (laughs) I was in my bathroom and I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different. So, oh my God, I love it. I yeah. Love and it. I just typed out a memo and I'm like, we're going to create a magazine. We're going to have our own platform. And I sent it to my friend who is now my business partner. Yeah. And she was like, I like this. I want it. And I was like, oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so hold on. Let's backtrack a little bit. So were yes. you, were you trying to be a blogger when, when you jumped in to the world of online no. entrepreneurship? <laughs> I had already been trying to be a blogger for a long time and I still have one try. Yeah. I still have the blog up. I called it Samantha situation. Right. (laughs) And I would just blog like, you know, about my kids and like, you know, just like family vacations. And I was like, I'm going to be a blogger, you know, but like I, I had a, I had a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a real head, you know, yeah. going on. And when I ended up quitting my job, like it's seriously, it's been like three years since I left that job. It was the end of May, like 2015. So like, it's <laughs> like when I left that job, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something online. And so then I spent, um, two years really like building a very successful social media management business. Like we did over six figures last year. And then That's I just awesome. I walked away. Yeah. And then I just, I walked away from it and I just went all in to this badassery magazine. So oh, I love that. Badassery is two years old. So like there was an overlap going, you know, and I had yeah. to say like, I always tell people like I've done a lot of coaching and I'm like, don't build shit you don't love. And then I'm like, but you're building stuff you don't love, you know? Right. So then I started building um, solely badassery magazine That's awesome. the first, first of this year. So we're in 2018. So what do you think like in the transition of like quitting your job? Cause I know we have a lot of listeners who like are trying to pursue something, um, did you quit because you were like miserable and you didn't know what you were going to do? Cause that was like my story. I had no fucking plan. Um, yeah, I quit my job at the time though. I was finishing my bachelor's degree. So I have a, I have a like degree in technology communications, which doesn't mean shit, but <laughs> here's this piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it was validation for myself. That's all mm-hmm. it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I quit my job because I was really, you know, now looking back at it, um, I wasn't on my soul path and 
you know, the things get really dark when you're not on your soul path. Yeah. I woke up one day and I remember staring at like the beam, like in our bedroom between the bathroom. And I was like, I bet I could hang myself on that beam. Um, the story gets a little easier to tell every time, but I still get like kind of choked up about it. Cause you know, you put yourself back in that emotional place. And as soon as I said that, I was like, Oh my God. And I remember I like, I looked up like, yeah. can you just walk to the ER? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that time of the thing because I needed help. Um, I'd been getting up every night and I would sit in my closet and cry, you know, and I have a great husband. I have two kids. I have a house. Um, I had what people thought was such an amazing job. You know, I have right. photos in magazines and everyone's like, you're so good at what you do. And I was like, but I am so miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. I feel that like, it's, it's so terrible that I just said the word. It's so funny, but like, really it's ironic where like everyone around you seems to tell you like you should be so happy for your life and like that's those are the times where you're like actually the most miserable if you're not on your soul path and you're living this like inauthentic life everything starts to fall apart and it just feels terrible yep that's exactly where i was (laughs) so terrible people were like crazy they're like you're really gonna quit you know i walked in i gave my boss like six weeks notice and, you know, I did a really good job, like just sticking it out through the end. But I honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do. Hmm. So were, was your family like, oh my God, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Yes and no. They were like, oh my God, you're crazy. But like, my husband was like, something's got to change. Like you, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to live with a miserable person. Like he was trying to help me, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it wasn't a fun situation for anyone. Yeah. And you know, I think too, like some people put this like, really big fear around their action. Like, I'm going to do this and everyone's going to be mad at me. And in reality, people just who really love you want you to be happy. Like, even if it is a scary decision. Yeah. And that's what my mom was like, do what makes you happy. Like, you're going to look back at this. And even if, you know, at the time we had no debt at all. And so like, then, you know, how that goes, yeah. like, you know, putting all this money on your credit cards or, you know, maybe you sell your house. She's like, you're going to look back and you're going to be so happy you did that. And I was like, you're right. But most people like my grandparents were like, you're psycho. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so how did you keep like in that space of just trusting that you were making the right decision? Um, in between it's like six weeks right like you're not actually quitting you quit your job and then you got to sit on it right like oh my god I just made this decision yeah I (laughs) I don't know how I stayed in that space to be honest I know that like I kind of spiraled down even further you know like I would use alcohol I would drink you know Mm -hmm. I would drink the bottle of wine at night instead of like a glass here and there you know yeah because I was just trying to like numb the feelings because I was scared as hell. I've always like, I still am like, dude, this is scary shit being an entrepreneur, but I just have to trust that it's all going to work out. And I don't know. A lot of people are like, where do you keep your drive? And I'm like, I don't know. Someone sticks crack up my ass at night. Like, <laughs> I just know that I never want to go back. Right. Right. So, okay. So this is super cool. So on the journey of being an entrepreneur, what do you feel were like the really big, powerful lessons that you needed to learn to um, actually create the financial sex? Uh, the financial sex. Like, I'm like, I like to have sex with my money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading the book Pussy right now. Did you read that book? I haven't. Okay. You need to read the book Pussy. It's all about like feminine energy and like how to like attract what you want with your sexuality, which is a little bit crazy, but okay. <laughs> anyway, I digress. What do you think was really super important for you to attract the success that you really craved? I had to like change my opinion of myself. You know, Mm. 
And it all comes down to mindset. And for the first year, I probably walked around. Well, not probably, I did. I was like, mindset's fluffy. You're telling me if I think these things, they'll happen, you know? But it's like, if you're hustling, and I'm a hustler, but like, I like to flow hustle. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Um, Tell, wait, explain that to the audience. Like, what is flow hustle? So it's like you're hustling. Like, I still am like a get shit done type of, you know, woman. Like, mm-hmm. I'll hustle. I can work really hard. But I also allow myself the space to work very creatively. And I loved, like, I was listening to your podcast where you talked about periods and, like, the flow. Yep. Um, and then I'm a big fan of Rebecca Campbell. We've had I love I've, Rebecca Campbell. Yeah, and I've had the pleasure of interviewing her twice. And this last time we interviewed her, I know she was like, I was like, trying not to pass out. She's, um, like, up in the clouds, that one. Like, she's, like mm-hmm. – light as the new black. Like she's all up there. Yeah. And the last time we interviewed her, she was really talking about, um, like honoring your seasons, yes. you know, and so which kind of is like your periods, like a season two. So it's like, I feel like we have these micro seasons yes. inside of like the macro season, you know, and inside of like our whole life. So yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I love this. I'm super so woke. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. So this, but you weren't all this woo the whole time. You resisted some of this mindset work. Yeah, no, I've always been spiritual and like, you know, like I see dead people's type of, you know, I, like I believe that like, you know, like there's the other side and like, this is the, this is the hell we're going through right now, you know? So, but like actually getting, I totally resisted the energy. I remember being in a mastermind that I was in and I was like, goals are stupid. Like you guys are just telling me. Yeah. I'm like, it's on recording. Oh, so- I would have hated you. <laughs> And I'm like, you're telling me like, if I just like write down these numbers, they're going to happen, you know? But what I was missing, because you do see this a lot online, people are like, you can just manifest it. And I'm like, okay, manifesting is great. But if you don't apply the action to it, it's not going to work. So for me, like the hustle flow is like having the dreams, having the goals. You know, I do lots of journaling. I do lots of like tapping into my inner self. Um, Like if you listen to those divine downloads, they usually work out for you, right? Yeah. also have to flow because if you're hustling, hustling, hustling to the point where you're just putting stuff out, you're not putting it out with like a potency. And that's, I'm quoting Rebecca Campbell there. Yes. <laughs> if you like really like you take the time to relax and enjoy your life and, you know, have pleasure and enjoy all those things, like the stuff you actually birth into the world will be extremely potent versus just like, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's yeah. this. You know, as you're saying this, I'm having a flashback when I was, um, when I was trying to be a blogger, like this is the thing, right? Like I wanted to be a blogger and I would turn around e-guides over and over and over again. Um, And I would wake up every day and be like, okay, what three e-guides am I going to create? And I would rush to create and nothing would ever really generate an audience because I was trying to create so fast. Like this potency thing is, that's a really awesome point. Um, It's not going to be rich in your energy and it's going to kind of flop. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, anyone listening, if you're at that point, the Rise Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell book is a great, like, just dive in. I got to go get that. See, I read Light is the New Black. I never read her Rise Sister Rise. I have to, but isn't Rise Sister Rise really on the topic of sisterhood too? Like, isn't, or Um, no? It is and it isn't. Like, it is talking about like supporting, you know, like fellow women, which is one of my big things. I'm like, dude, come on ladies. We're so much better when we work together. So totally got to talk about that. It is, it does encompass sisterhood, but it also encompasses like just you and like who you are, you know, and honoring like the path that you're on. So before we jumped on this podcast recording, one of the things you really felt called to talk about was this 
this theme of removing judgment around yourself, but also like within the community of women. And I'm so super curious for, for you, like where did that calling start? And like, what had you been through in your life that made you feel really called to remove that stigma of judgment? Um, well, you know, it, it just seems to get bigger and bigger as like business, you know, the more people, the more eyes are on me, the more judgment gets placed on me, you know? And I've just found it really interesting because I'm like, dude, I'm over here trying to help people, you know, and just like suddenly what I'm doing isn't good enough. And you feel like it's okay to like, you know, oh my gosh, they like, we just got back from Las Vegas and there's been a lot of comments made like that. We just must be a bunch of girls gone wild and we don't actually do business, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, heaven forbid that we drank and we danced around a kitchen <laughs> island, you know, yeah. singing like old 80s songs. <laughs> so I just have this like women, like we're all in these positions where like, we're trying really, really hard, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not up to you to like judge what I'm doing. But I've also learned along this too, some of the best advice I received lately was that everybody's having their own experience and it's not always about you. So mm -hmm. you, know, like, I love that. you know, when you'll run into like the really pissed off cashier and they're like really pissed off at you and you're like, good luck. Yes. <laughs> it's because something cashier was a dick. Yeah. You get like so mad about it too, right? Yeah, it's like something's compounded in their life and now they're just really pissed and it's coming out where you're at, you know, but that's not about me. That's about what they're going mm -hmm. through. Yeah, but then we make it about us and we'll go home and talk for 48 hours about how mean of the cashier to, to throw the money at us or like whatever it was Like we take yeah. it so personally all the time. Um, this is, it's so funny you bring this up because like I have so much trauma around sisterhood and friendship. And just recently I had like this conversation with one of my friends and said, I feel like everybody fucking hates me. I feel insecure. Like, and it's just this fear and it's not true, but it's just this fear of like friends talking behind your back or women who are in the online space with you, who are actually judging you when you're not looking, you know, or talking about you. Like, did you experience stuff growing up that like led you to feel sensitive towards that? Oh, definitely. Like everything stems from like some sort of belief, you know, that we were, that we learned as a child. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it also, I think it even stems like generations of like women, you know, and how like we're mostly focused on the masculine energy is really dominant right now. And so I feel like it's also like a cultural thing even, yeah. you know, and maybe like a spiritual thing that's like, it's starting to shift though, which I love. But yeah, definitely when I was a kid, like I was always extremely careful to like what I would say, um, you know, just like the household I grew up in was very like, if you're not walking this perfect line, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I felt extremely judged, um, in my own house. And I also grew up as like, um, like an the only child from in like, so my mom had me very, very young, you know? And then my parents of course got divorced because they were so young. And then like they both, you know, got remarried and had their own kids. And so I felt like I never really belonged anywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if that was any, you know, it's no one's fault. Like I feel very like spiritually with it and I know I'm messing my kids up. Like, isn't that just, <laughs> parents, you know, <laughs> um, but like, it wasn't really anyone's fault, but I never felt like I belonged. And so I was always trying to please people. And so that's actually a huge lesson. I just came up for me again this week was not everybody's going to like you, but I want like inside, I want everybody to like me, but that's not going to work out. Right. It's like, I'm not here for everybody. You know, the old saying, like, you're not everybody's cup of tea. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you okay. don't got to drink me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's okay. Like just, if you don't like what we're doing or you don't like me, please just like go hang out somewhere else. There's so many cool spaces for you. Yeah. But how did you figure out how to just embody that? Like, I don't give a shit mindset. Cause there's a lot of women out there who wish that they couldn't care, but they care. Yeah. I, you know, we get a ton of women that come into our space and they're scared and you know, this week I was like, well, of course, like I get why other women are scared because other women are so quick to like judge them, you know? Um, but you really have to like, just be aware that it's there. I'm big into shadow work. And so just recognizing that it's there and just being like, I'm going to do it anyways. You know, it's like fear can hang out with me, but it doesn't have to drive the bus. Yeah. So let's talk about creating like communities of just real openness and judgment free zones. Cause you guys have an amazing community that you run that supports female entrepreneurs and welcomes everybody. Um, how do you, how as a leader, do you think you've been able to create that culture of like no judgment and, and have you, I mean, do you run into problems where that judgment still surfaces? I don't see it a lot in our community. Um, but the, what I have done is like, I will like openly like be like, Oh my God, dude, this didn't work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, can you give me oh. an example? Yeah. So and I share a lot on Instagram stories too. Like my, one of my big goals is like, I just started this a couple of days ago and like every night I get on and I just like talk about all my failures of the day, you know? Oh, I love that. But even like, um, we hold something called the badassery club and we do it in local cities like around the U S. And so I've been doing it here where I live in Southern Utah for like almost a year. I get a really great turnout. I get like 30 people. I mean, they pay to come, you know? Awesome. And then last night, um, no one showed up. I've, that's the first time that like it's ever happened. Like not a single person came. Like there were people who bought tickets, but nobody came. The only people who showed up were my like guest speakers. And I have like high end, like I have million dollar Amazon sellers there as like a panel. And then I had um, this local entrepreneur who's like raised like half a million dollars in capital the last couple of months. Wow. So you had some high ticket people there. Yeah. And nobody came. And I was like, what? And so instead of like being ashamed of that, cause I took some pictures and I mean, I could have just played it off like badassery club, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I just like, was like, nobody came. <laughs> I love that though. Um, I try not to be, you know, I just try to see the good in every situation. And I try to teach that to my community. I'm like, we've fucked up so many times. Like we've done things that we thought were going to be so good and then they didn't work out. And so then I just turn around and like, we just openly share that with the community. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that it's really common online. And maybe this is part of like where the judgment comes from often. It's like, it's, it's really easy to create a social media highlight reel. That's your life and like make it seem like everything's perfect. And the business is always great. And there's never a flop and every program sells out, right? Like in all of these mindsets, yeah. but yeah. And that kind of puts the pressure on us, right? Because then we feel like, okay, well they're doing it. Why can't, why, why can't I be flop free? It's so true. And I still find myself doing it. And I'm like, Oh, stop following them. I'm a big fan of staying out of like the main feeds of Facebook. I'm like, stop, just stop doing it. You know? I'm like, if you go into someone's group and they've only got a thousand people and they're like, I made, I don't know, $80,000 last month. And it's so easy. It's so easy. And you're over here like, well, my community is five times as big and it feels harder. Like you feel like you fucked up. You feel like you're not doing something right. So so do you think it's, it's not about talking about your success, but about boasting about it that's the problem? Or do you think it's like, what, what specifically do you think it is that like deters women from believing that they can actually achieve it? I think it's when they see um, kind of like the perfectly curated desk, right? They see all of like the 
super fit woman sitting behind her laptop in Bali and they're like, haven't showered in two days and their house is a disaster because they <laughs> haven't just... shaved my legs in a month, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that on my social media feed. <laughs> yeah. Your, whatever, your, your Instagram stories is super real. I was like, yep. <laughs> and that's what makes you relatable. To be honest, I don't follow a lot of people. Like I don't watch a lot of people's lives because I'm busy, like running my own large community, you know, yeah. and I love watching your stuff because it feels very real. Thank you. Thank you. I know I, I really can receive that because I think that the realness piece is just like you said, the curated desk, right? Like that I think is the message for a lot of women out there. Like you don't need to be perfect. Perfect actually doesn't attract people to you. It doesn't sell. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> so great. So I'll, I'll just never shave my legs then. Like win. <laughs> well, I personally like to shave my legs. So <laughs> do i've been actually thinking of getting them waxed this is like a new thing for me because i i watch lee from america's instagram i don't know if you know who she is but i'm obsessed with her and she's like all holistic all well and she didn't shave her legs for four months and then she got a sugar wax and i'm like oh that means i have to do that because i don't know why everything she does i want to do <laughs> but i guess it's that realness piece because when i think about it she's not fake or you know her Insta feed isn't perfectly curated. It's all just real. Yeah. And I mean, okay. So I love makeup and I love having like my eyelashes done and, you know, getting my hair done and all that good stuff too. But I'm still just a real person inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for people who are, who are out there who, okay, maybe they know they don't have to be perfect, but they're afraid to be vulnerable. Did you feel that fear of vulnerability as you started to shift into this? Or did you love being vulnerable? No, I've always, it's scary to be vulnerable. Like your ego steps in and it wants to protect you. And it's like, no, don't do that. People will see that you're weak, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard. Like I've been, so like, was it like two months ago or like a month ago? I don't know. Time moves so fast when you're an entrepreneur. I like, like, oh my God, what month is it? What I year is it? I saw it was Friday today. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where did it take? Off? Yeah. I woke up this morning and I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like sit and think about it, which is actually a really cool space to be in. But yeah. Um, totally lost track of what I was saying though. Oh, about vulnerability. Yes. So yeah, like a couple of months ago I broke down and I just cried on a live stream and I got off and I was like, I cannot believe I just did that, you know? And it was scary. And like, I was shaking and I couldn't believe I'd started crying. And I just had a story that I had to share. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm scared. Seriously, you guys, like, I just want everyone to know, like they see us and they're like, you're doing it, but I couldn't do it. And I was like, no, I get really scared and I get really nervous yeah. sometimes. I, I just, scared. yeah, I don't, I just do it anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to share it anyways. I'm going to do it anyways. The first time I talked about being like a team mom and being in an abusive relationship, I thought everyone was going to like unfollow me and hate me. <laughs> wow. But do you find, because for me, I don't know if you can, if this is true for you, but I think for me, there are certain things that I've thought about posting that get my heart racing before I press the button. And for some reason, anytime my heart races before I press it, it's always a post that goes big. It yes. Blows up. No. And it's like one of those things too, where you're just like sitting on the couch and you're like, I have to talk about this. And like, you go mm -hmm. right into your computer and then you're like, yeah. Oh, I can't talk about this. And what I do is I'm just like, so, something takes over and it's like, beep. And then I just like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so every year too, about Astro magazine, well, for the last two years, we've done a body photo shoot where we just do an open call and women show up and they just take photos in their bras and panties. And it's like, Oh my God, I love that. 
yeah, the first time I posted my photo um, online, I thought I was going to die. Like I was sick inside. Like I was going to vomit. And my husband's like, you look hot. He's like, I can't believe you did that. But like, you look, you look great, you know? Cause like I've had two kids and definitely not a model, but like the next day when I got up, I had hundreds of comments from men too. Men telling me that they're afraid to like, even when they go to the pool to take their shirt off. Oh my God. That is so freaking cool. I love that you do that. And I love that the message of this magazine, it seems is like it extends beyond entrepreneurship. It's about real life. It's about, we say it's a lifestyle. So, you know, being badassery, um, the urban diction, the urban dictionary definition is to render all unlookers as awestruck. And that's kind of like, we just embody that as a lifestyle. How did this, how did the magazine come about? Like, let's, let's give the audience a recap sort of like how you found this and, and the passion and where it came from. Um, well, a lot of my passion came from just being like, I don't want any other woman to ever feel the way that I did, you know, yeah. and to feel that like they weren't good enough or that the mistakes they've made in the past, like that, that they own them, you know, like we don't, there are no mistakes in life and, you know, we're really a lot better than we think we are. So that's part of my passion. I'm like, I would never want anyone to wake up like that Tuesday morning that I woke up. I can remember what day it was, you know, when I was like, I'm done with life. I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. And so that's where a lot of my passion comes from. But like the Badassery magazine was literally started because after working online for a year, I was tired of um, this mentality of like, this is my space, you know, stay out of it. Um, I, I I keep name dropping and my ego's like, don't do that. But no, it's okay. so um, Gary Vaynerchuk um, said that he loves our magazine like so much because we're just building the tallest building. We're not ripping other people's buildings down. Yeah. Oh, I love that analogy. That's yeah. really cool. So I'm like, yeah, Gary said that about us. <laughs> That's so cool. I want Gary to say something about me. I have a client. She, um, she had a, like a sit down with Gary and, and Gary commented about her blue nail polish. And ever since then, I'm like, damn it. I, I got to meet Barry. He's, Gary has to comment on my nails, man. Oh, like something. Like, I'm painting my nails blue every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Thanks, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So this is so super cool. So I love this, what you said, like my eyes just bugged out when you're like being in this space of not wanting to be like, no, this is my space, right? Like the group, this is common with Facebook groups, right? Is that what you're referring to when you say that? Or is it like everywhere? It it could be Facebook groups. It's people's businesses in general. Um, Sometimes we don't think there's enough to go around and that's a little bit of an abundance mindset, you know, Um, there's enough for everybody. Like, you just need like a little tiny drop, <laughs> you know, to be like a bajillionaire. So like there's enough for everybody. Um, but a lot of times, you know, women don't like competition. And one of the things that like our big thing is, and if you are not this way, we don't want you in our space. It's the community over competition. And like we collaborate together and literally like my, like we all rise together. So that was part of the space too. And one of the big things is, is I'm like, Hey, like, hey, you over there, like, we see you building, you know, we see you, like, come build next to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just don't try and chip into us. <laughs> well, why, do you, why do you think women do this whole, like, it's mine thing? Because I know this has come up so often where people, um, and I'm just using the Facebook analogy too, where you're like, no, you can't uh, promote in here, right? You know, read the group, the group guidelines to, to figure out when you can post, but you really can't, right? Like, where does that, that's the scarcity mindset, you think? 
I think it is, but I mean, I would have to, I mean, we'd have to poll everyone and get like a study. Oh, I love that. Well, I think so, but we need some science here, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't like to cast my net. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, but it's okay. Like, I'm, I'm asking you personally and what your opinion, because I do feel like for some some people, it's this space of feeling like maybe they can't control all of the posts or if, if, you know, if it blows up and there's so many people trying to promote their stuff. Well, sometimes that happens where things get spammy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, like ever, that's why everyone's like, well, don't you guys just have a lot of spam? And I'm like, no, actually we don't, you know? Yeah. And I don't know why, maybe it's like our vibe, who knows? Maybe there's like an imaginary gatekeeper up there that's like, no, you're being an asshole, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, this I- is a good lesson for me though. It's the culture of the community. It's not necessarily the, um, you know, whether or not you allow or you don't allow, it's like, well, what culture are you creating that would, you know, create spam versus yeah. what culture do you want to embody? We just, we just ask people not to share from their business pages and that yeah. actually deters. Cause you know, there for a little while you would get that, like everyone would go live and they would just share, you know, mm-hmm. into your group. And I'm like, Hey, it's totally cool. If you want to direct people to your group, you know, it's totally cool. If you want to direct them to your live video, if you want to go live in here, that's cool too. But we just didn't, like, you know, I was like, please just don't sit and share from your business page. Like if you're coming in, engage. And that's kind of like, we just set the tone. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So let's go back to this magazine. Cause I have like a million questions. So, so you had this job and you were like a year into entrepreneurship and you said, I want to make a magazine that is badass, which I love, yeah. obviously. We actually wanted to call it um, going rogue because I wanted to go against the norm of what they were teaching, you know, is to get yeah. from others. Um, but Sarah Palin wrote a book called Going Rogue. So that was immediately. Oh, no. <laughs> that was immediately X'd. Yeah. Um, and... from my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately I was like, no. Um, I, have you ever done this? Like somebody posted in my group was like, I want to. I want to start a business and I want to call it. And whatever the name was, was like Angel Dust. She's like, I want to call my business Angel Dust. They're like, that's a drug. So we I can't. was like, that's totally a drug, isn't it? It's totally a drug. Yeah. It, this has happened with people with like porn sites where like the name that they want to call their business is actually already a porn site or like something crazy. Well, good for you for checking up on that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one of the first things. I, my business partner is very like strategical mindset, you know, and she's like, plotting growth charts. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm like, is it pretty? So we make a really good pair in that way. And she was like, well, we have to check the trademarks first, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we do have a trademark now for Badassery Magazine, which is fun. It's awesome. So how often does the magazine get published? Uh, once a month, we put out a new issue and the entire magazine is like contributor based. So people send us articles and then we publish them. So cool. That's amazing. So uh, what were your favorites? Do you have stories that you really love that you'd want to share? Oh my gosh. Every time an issue comes out, I'm like, this one's my favorite. (laughs) 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 But we spend a lot of time on it, you know, a lot of like blood, sweat, tears, and all that goes into it. Um, that's how I feel about the badassery brand though. I'm like, my blood's in it. In fact, I even have badassery tattooed on my body. Yeah. I saw that you guys got tattoos in LA. It's amazing. You're in Las Vegas, right? We actually got him here where I live in Southern Utah and then we drove to Vegas. I'm like right next to Vegas though. So we've been thinking about moving there. Actually, we've had these conversations, not Vegas. We've been thinking about moving to Utah. Oh, I was like, why would you move to Vegas? <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, please. That is not the it's, life for me. I go, I, I love, went there for like a week and I was exhausted. Yeah. I love going down to Vegas and like, just, I love to walk around the casinos and I'm like, there's just so much abundance. Like mm-hmm. if you want to get an abundance high, go to Vegas, you know? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, look at all this money. Like, look at all this. Like, I mean, you can do anything. This is in the desert, you know? Um, <laughs> I live in Southern Utah. I don't know what your question was. I, totally I don't even remember either. <laughs> well, we were talking about the magazine and like your favorite stories. Oh, my fa- Go ahead. I, my favorite stories are a lot of women write in and they want to share their story because they want a place to share it. But I actually, some of my favorite stuff that we get is when people give action items, like this is, I changed my life and this is how you can do it too. So I honestly, I couldn't even begin to pinpoint a favorite story that we've got. I love when we do the body issue. Um, it was in February. In fact, we went out to New York, um, to film with now this talking about the February issue of our badassery magazine. So that was a lot of fun. That's so awesome. So for, for people out there who really do want a platform to get their story heard, um, what makes for a good story? You know, it kind of comes down to like picking up on our vibe, you know, mm-hmm. of not being super serious. You know, usually if there's like a fuck word in there, I'm like, hey, <laughs> they get what's us. Up? Yeah. Up? I'm like, what's up? You swear too. I swear. <laughs> There's a type of woman that, that will say it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anything that's just super relatable and then you're actually showing people how, like, how, how to change. Yeah, how to do something. I always tell people, I'm like, it's use it as a sales funnel. Like, we really want you to. We want it to be a funnel of, like, where people see your business, they come in. Um, since our magazine is primarily digital, like, people can just click your name. They can, like, jump and they can connect with you. We link everything up, you know, in your bio. And so like a really good article to me is one where the, the contributor, the person writing it realizes that like they can have a bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that service, right? Being able to show up from that space of impact and not from the space of like, it's all about me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's so cool. So, um, when it comes to this, this fear that we talked about, right? Like, and like still being afraid and, and sharing those vulnerable stories and putting yourself out there. Uh, how do we create communities of women who are supportive around the vulnerability and don't judge? And how do we deal with the judgment, I think, is the deeper question. Well, so we have a book coming out in June. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That, that, you have not mentioned that yet. <laughs> Called, um, we have a lot of stuff, but we actually just focus on the things that we love. So people are like, you're doing so much. And I'm like, actually, my life's pretty chill. Um, two days I'm like, what the fuck did I sign up? Um, so we have a book called badassery, like party planning your way to an ultra engaged community. It's like badassery style communities. And it's like a book slash workbook that we're publishing. Um, but we talk about that, like creating a community, um, around like thinking of a, like a party. Right. And so when I think of parties that I really love going to, like, have you ever been to the party where you get there and they're like, take your shoes off of the door? You know, oh, yeah. and, and I go, no, bitch. And I leave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But like, you know, and you just think of like, you ever been and they're like, you know, she's like cleaning up, like, you know, the host or yeah. the dude. That drives me nuts. I have so many friends. I go to their house and it's like, they spend the whole entire time in the kitchen cleaning. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm here. What's up? Yeah. Or, you know, and if you think about like your own community, like specifically referring to Facebook groups, um, could you imagine like if you went, you knocked on the door, she opens the door and like, she's like, here's a list of rules that you have to comply to before you come into my house. 
Shit. You know, so if you can break it down to like, it's a party and that's like, how do you want people to feel when they come to your party? Like, it's not any different. And this then my party favorite, sucks. <laughs> this is my favorite too. Okay. So let's say like you're in the corner and you're having a little conversation with this lady and you're like feeling really badass and you guys are like, you know, discussing all the cool shit and you've like found your soul sister. And all of a sudden like a moderator pops up like a bouncer and he's like, I told you that you couldn't talk about this on Tuesdays. <laughs> but only talk about this on Thursdays. This is your warning. Um, I recently got kicked out of a Facebook group and it's like been one of my favorite Facebook groups and they just like completely booted me because um, I dropped a link to a pay uh, video. Like someone was asking like, how do you create a reoccurring payment on PayPal? And I was like, oh, we recorded a YouTube video. Here you go. And I dropped the link. And they booted you for that? Oh yeah. I, well, I had already been warned once because I said the F word. So that was my, I was out. <laughs> this was your favorite group. This sounds like the driest, dumbest okay. party ever. <laughs> But I want to tell you, it had been one of my favorite, favoritest groups, if that's a word, because when I would post, I would get so much engagement. I never once, like, the group, like, owner yeah. or leader, like, never commented. You know, it was one of those where, like, she just had these little moderators. So, like, I was just having these really awesome conversations with, like, it was a mom group um, with all these moms in business. And, like, I honestly was loving it, you know? But, like, at the same time, I felt like shit. Like, I got kicked out of the party for having too much fun. Isn't it crazy how like one, one person booting you out of a group can make you feel like that all those feelings when you were like a kid and you were like, no, you can't sit here at this table or like, oh no, you weren't invited to this party. Like it really feels that way. And that's what we wanted to like break it down to is like, it's just like having a party. Like how would you feel if you treated, were treated this way? Yeah. Yeah. So lots, we need lots of alcohol at our parties. What else, what else do we need? Lots of fun, right? This is, now I love this analogy. I got my. It is. I got to show up plastered on every single live video I do. <laughs> I, yeah, my um, co- co-founder, uh, Kathy Rasmussen, she does wine and webinars every Thursday. So we have a guest on who teaches a webinar, but like we, they pair it with wine. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, I love this. I yeah. You're going to see me now on all of these things. This is awesome. <laughs> but, you know, talk about like being like the hostess with the mostess, right? Like when you're, if, okay, so this is the best analogy too. Have you ever gone to a party and then you realize it was like an MLM party and they're like, sign up for my stuff. Then you're like, I was tricked here. There was wine. <laughs> Fill out this form. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the things too, is to remember that it's not all about you, you know, and it's not all about buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit. It's about actually developing a relationship. And when people come over to your house, like they want to talk too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the whole point. You ever like leave a conversation and you go, oh my God, that was the best conversation ever. But really you were talking the whole time. It's like, cause you get to talk about yourself and it like lights you up and you're in that space of brilliance talking about what you love to do. And like, this is so similar. I love this analogy. This is perfect. Okay. So yeah. we got to We got to create really cool parties. Well, let, me, other, let people talk. Yeah. And then the other thing too is, um, I use the analogy like one time in, it was like seventh, eighth or ninth grade. I don't know. It all blurs together. But like Those were the mom, horrible years for me. Like all junior high. Oh, yeah. terrible. My mom was like, have a Halloween party and I'll get you some pizza. You have your friends over, you know, because you're at that age where like you shouldn't be trick-or-treating. Yeah. 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 So my mom's like, have a Halloween party. So I have this Halloween party and no one shows up. And my mom's like feeling all bad, you know, and I'm feeling like nobody likes me. Okay. Well, I didn't invite anybody because <laughs> oh, no. I was at that awkward age, right? Yeah. This is a yeah. good analogy. And so when we get people that we work with that come into our space and they're like, my Facebook group won't grow. And I'm like, well, open your mouth and tell people, invite people there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's this is brilliant. Like this this makes such sense. Everything applies. The bouncer, that's my favorite. Like, dude, it's Tuesday. You can't be talking about this stuff. <laughs> well, you've seen come on, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean I've gotten I've gotten messages actually from multiple moderators about things and I'm like, wait, I don't even know what your what post you're referring to that I put in there that's a problem. Like what yeah. what's going on? Well, I've I learned have- not to give a shit about it, honestly. It drives me nuts. Oh, for sure. I, I had one time um, someone screenshotted my post and then like sent me a PM about all the reasons why it wasn't oh allowed. God. Okay. So this just happened to me the other day. So I am, um, I have a revenue stream in my business that's network marketing with essential oils. Right. And I had something on my website, like, and it's such a small stream. Like it's like 2% of my revenue, like not even someone screenshotted the language I had on the website that was wrong. And she told me that she called compliance of the company to like complain that the language on my web, I'm like, what, where is this? This is, this is bullying. Like, this is the stuff that really bothers me, right? Like this is the screenshot with all of the reasons why this is wrong, really necessary for you. Or do you just really love correcting people? (laughs) Like, is that really it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's all that fear around money too, right? Like there's not enough to go around, like you said, like this idea that, well, if if she's doing it the wrong way and she's getting ahead, even if it isn't the wrong way, but you know, then then I'm not gonna have what I need. That's exactly it. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh learning how to shelf the shit around what other people think of you, I think is a big theme, right? Mm-hmm. So uh as we do that. What does that open up? Like when you can be in that space of like not giving a fuck, like what has that allowed you to open up to and step into in your own life? Oh, it opens up so much more energy um, for you to stand up and speak your truth, you know? And that's something I've become really consciously aware of is my energy. If all of my energy is spent over here worrying about like who said what about me, you know, um, being mad, telling all your friends, calling your husband 20 times, you know, all that shit we do. Um, if all my energy is spent over there, I don't have the energy to show up and speak my message every day. And, you know, consistency is the only thing that guarantees success. So if I can't be consistent in like showing up every day, um, I'm just mostly consistent in bitching. Yeah. And showing up from a good energy is probably one of the most important parts of it, right? Exactly. You know, if you're not feeling good that day, then like, you know, table, table it, come back. Mm-hmm. Because that's working in your seasons too. I was really pissy last week and then I started my period and I was like, oh yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad our interview was this week. This like, like, it makes me feel really good. <laughs> She's in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last week was one of those where I'm like, let's fire everybody. <laughs> oh my God. I hate, I have those weeks too. Not like, not firing per se, but I just get frustrated with everyone around me. Like my, mm-hmm. my husband or my mom or the dog, like the mailman, like everything will just irritate me. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I have so much to be grateful for and so much joy in my life. Why am I feeling like a bitch? Yeah. Well, and then sometimes like it's circumstantial too. So for me, um, here being vulnerable, my husband's getting ready to deploy again. And so he'll be gone very soon. And for me, like it's a lot of external, like it's stress, right? Um, I don't feel good. I'm sad. And you know, so sometimes like that comes out as like, instead of just being like, it's okay to be sad, you know, that'll come out as like, I'm going to, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think honoring yourself enough, like for the freedom, having a freedom business, right? Like you can sit in those things and you can take breaks and you don't have to be in this space of like, I have to work today. You don't have to, you can take those breaks and disconnect. Yes, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. So this magazine, right? Like if we go back to this, because I really want to read this, I want to know everything about it and how I can get my hands on it. Where would people go if they're interested and where can people find you, Samantha? So if you just go to badasserymag.com, um, literally like everything's right there. Join our Facebook group, listen to our podcast. Um, we're in the middle of like redoing a few things so it flows easier. Um, but like, it's just there. Like you scroll down, you can read any issue for free. Um, we'll always be free to read because mostly we're there to inspire you to step into your own badassery. How did it, I have a question around that. Like, how did it feel to pour your heart? This seems to be like the biggest piece of what you poured your heart into and it's free. How did, how did that decision come about and how did it feel to do that? I just always wanted it to be free, I guess. I wanted everybody to have a place to showcase their work and I wanted everybody to see it. So it just came from that, you know? Um, you don't have to charge for everything that you do. Like we have corporate sponsors. We love our corporate sponsors. And then we have community sponsors. Like people in our community will sponsor. Um, you know, our sponsorship packages are awesome though because we have a really cool, um, like, I don't know, it's like avenue for people to go into. You know, we'll put them on the podcast. Um, we do live interviews. We'll put them in the magazine. You know, and we can kind of give them like a whole package to help them highlight their business as well. But it's really cool too. Like um, the women who sponsor us, they're always so excited, you know, they're so excited to support this movement. And so we make money that way. Um, a lot of people ask like, well, if the magazine's free, how do you make money? And it's like, we have multiple streams of income. We have that. We have like the Academy right now. We're starting a rising tribe leadership circle. You know, like it's the money's always flowing in. Um, yeah. it was really interesting this year for me to let go of so much reoccurring business from social media and the social media business I had built. And then at the same time, my business partner decided to let like her big clients go. Wow. And so we kind of have had to like evolve, like we had to kind of, um, pair back, but then still keep that abundance mindset as we built up just the badasseries income. So that's been a fun journey. That's, you know what I have to tell you, that's been one of the greatest lessons for me in this season of my life is letting go of the parts that like, okay, great. They're making money, but they're not exciting or they don't light you up or they don't feel good anymore. So how did you guys come to that? And how did you find the courage to walk away from stuff like that? Oh my gosh. You know, I would love to say that it just gracefully flowed. And I was like, this is the decision. I just knew. I just woke up one day and floated out of bed and decided. Yeah. But no, I was on my treadmill every day, like calling like really good, you know, how you got that top five, like business friends, you know? Yeah. And I was calling them and I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And they're like, yesterday you said it was, you know? So one of my friends like sent me a list and she was just like, here's what's going to, you know, everything that's going to happen if you stay on this path that you don't love, you know, you're going to wake up every day and be miserable. Um, you know, you're going to die anyways, like that type of did stuff. Did you ask for this list? Or no, she, no, I didn't. So she did this for you. I love this. Yeah. I love this. But I encourage anyone, seriously, I've done this too. Like I just make a list like um, you know, there's a lot of risk in not just doing things instead of people always focus on the, what could happen? Well, what could happen if you didn't do it? What could happen if you didn't take the leap? And I've always believed in badassery so much. Like, um, I tell people like, you could hear me speak about it too. Like I'm super passionate about it, but like, I would like cut off my arm, <laughs> like, you know, or sell my house or like, because I know this is bigger than just me. Like what we're building is global. Um, you know, we have a global audience. Uh, we just had the retreat in Vegas. We had ladies there from Australia, the UK, Canada. Wow. Um, we have, you know, like Sherry, she lives on a boat in the Caribbean. That's awesome. Good for <laughs> her. 
Yeah. So like what we're doing is bigger than us. And I've always felt that pull, Mm. you know, if you want to get super woo, I'm like, I've lived so many lifetimes for this and I'm not backing down. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that idea. Like, because when we think of whether or not we should do something, it's always, always, always about us. Why shouldn't I do this? Why should I do this? But if what you're doing is bigger than you, there's no question that you should always be following your inner guidance. Yeah. And you know, you could always make a list too, like what would go wrong, you know, just make a list. I think acknowledging things people won't acknowledge enough, do the shadow work, just acknowledge that it's there. Okay. So what happens if this goes wrong? Like, you know, and you, people, cause immediately they're just like, my kids will be in the car and like, we won't have, you know, yeah. when really it's usually not that dramatic. Like, right. I'll go get a job. That'll cover my house payment, you know? Right. Oh, okay. This lights me up so much. When I walked away from my corporate job, I did this just like you. I think I could say you were on the treadmill every day. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? I went back and forth for months and Matt, I remember sat me down and he's like, Warren, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I really like, that was the first time someone asked me that question. And I was like, wait, hold on. I've been thinking of the worst things that could happen, right? And it's like, you're going to end up broke. You're going to be homeless. You're going to live on the streets. You're going to get HIV. <laughs> you're going to die. Like, and that's yeah. like, that's the end we, of it. We always go to, oh, I will die. <laughs> right. I will die. Like that was it. And then when I sat with it, I was like, no, wait, what's the worst that can happen? And I was like, okay, the worst that can happen is I try and it doesn't work. And then I go back and get another job. And that's exactly where I am right now. So what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. So like, just make a list if like, that's where you're at, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what's going to happen if I take this leap, make a list. And then also make a list of what's not going to happen if you don't take the leap. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then do you feel, um, and for me, I feel this, I'm wondering about you. Once you actually do make this decision, it's like, like, it's like this weight totally lifted off. Like, oh my God, like what pressure is relieved? Yeah, it does. And she'll kind of go through these cycles too. I almost feel like life is like the stages of grief, you know, where you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh my God, what did I do? And then you're like, yeah, you do Samantha, you know, yeah. and like you just go through these phases, but I don't know. I would rather take the leap than be where I was. Cause honestly I would be dead. That's the point I'd come to in my life, you know? And when I started feeling that way again at the first of this year, I was like, wait a minute, you know? Well, you can catch it sooner when you're in like a frustrated point. Like for me, my, my negative energy always comes from when I feel like I'm being a slave to something, whether it was like my corporate job or my business. And so when I felt that feeling again, because I had too many clients and too many programs and too much to do, um, I, I started to feel it, but I caught it sooner, right? Like you can almost like it's a muscle, like you can work it faster and you can make decisions quicker. Yeah. Cause we're still going to struggle. That's the point of like being human, you know, it's just how you decide to struggle. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. So what do you think as we sign off, what do you think is like the most valuable lesson of the year that you want to share with the audience? Like this year, this season of your business, uh, this season of my business, it's really about embracing like kind of a tribe mentality, you know? Mm. And you know, when people say like, it takes a tribe to raise a child, right? It takes a tribe to raise a business. And if we would stop using the word solopreneur, <laughs> mm. because even these big, like, okay, for you, for existence, for example, right? Like you don't have a business partner. Like you're kind of, you are your brand, right? Yeah. But, but I have, have a whole fucking team. Okay, and I, yeah, I was going to say you have your husband, your new husband. Congrats, by the thank way. Thank you. Thank you. 
um, you have a team that does all the shit for you, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I even consider like my nail lady part of my team because <laughs> I gotta have good nails. Yes, you gotta have yeah. good nails. You know, like you have this whole team, you have this whole support system. And so if we could get rid of the word solopreneur and we could start like leveraging the strengths of others, um, we're going to see a big rise. I love that. My, my, I had my husband on the podcast a couple of episodes ago and he said something where he was like, you know, you got to stop acting like it's your own business. That was not to me because we don't act that way, but he was saying that to the audience because if you're going home every day and you're talking about how work was, you're talking about how your business is going, your guy is an emotional person support. He's a part of your business, mm-hmm. whether or not you admit it, he's a part of your team. Uh, yeah, there's this team mentality because we, we, so many people in their ego want to be like, I did this, I built this. But with how you did it with a team, you did it with a culture and a community and a, a exactly. whole tribe of people supporting you. Yeah. We just hired a speech coach and it was like, I don't know, it was like four or five grand or something, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like talking to my husband on the phone last, just last night. And I was like, yeah, I was talking to my coach today. He's like, did you hire a new coach? And I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me about that. And it wasn't that like, you know, I had like swiped five grand credit card. It was that, um, he will really like, he's like, Look, you're saying just, yeah. He's like, I just love hearing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And usually like he would have helped like me make that decision process. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> but isn't it funny? Five grand now feels like, okay, I'll do it. Versus like probably in the beginning of your business, five grand probably made me cry. Yeah. Last year, um, was it like March? I like invested like the first like thousand dollars, like in one hit that I had ever invested. And then I turned around and I decided to sign with her for like five months. And so then it was like, it ended up being like six grand, you know, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever committed that much money into coaching. Um, but that was the first month that I made over 10 K. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, like, it's such oh. an energetic decision, right? When you put money into something, it expands, it grows. Yeah. But I was like sick about it. I was like, that's like a house payment. And then it was, it was so fine. You know, it, fix your mindset, like fix your money mindset. But then you have to work on it every single day. Like yeah. I love your book. Um, I've been working through it. I was just working on it, like through it last night. You're unleashed. The badass business. Yeah. yeah. Unleash your badass business. I love it because, you know, as you like jump over one mindset hurdle about money, there's going to be another. So like, mm-hmm. don't, like just because you did it once doesn't mean you're done. Well, I, I've done it multiple times. <laughs> And I actually sit down and I date it every, every copy I get, I date, date it so that I can go back and like, look at how far I've come. But yes. that's, it's true. It's like, you're peeling back these layers in the work. Like I get discouraged when I see entrepreneurs out there who are like, oh, I figured it all out. Like bull fucking shit. You didn't figure it all out. Like you're still stressed out and you still cry sometimes. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you hide under the, hide under the covers when you've had a bad day. Like we all do oh. this. Yeah, we do. Right? Like, or, like yesterday I was laying on my closet floor and I was like, wow, that was a crazy day. <laughs> <laughs> but the inner work is endless. And I love that real list about you, Samantha. I think that's like such a beautiful piece of this where you're so honest about where you are and where you've come from. And I think that allows people the opportunity to feel comfortable enough to do the same. Yeah. And I, I always will be like, and I just continue to get more honest and I just continue to do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I'm so grateful to have had you on here. Any last and final thoughts? No, I just always tell people that like owning your badassery is doing things that like you even couldn't believe that you did. So just fucking do it. Yeah. Just go fucking. That's the lesson guys. Just go fucking do it. (laughs) Seriously. That's it. This whole hour. Just that one sentence. Just go do it. Whatever it is you want to do, do it. You know? Absolutely. I mean, where would you be if you didn't? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So thank you so much for being on the Badass Business Podcast. So awesome to have you here, girl. Thank you.